the business savvy singer. Hey there. And welcome to the Business Savvy Singer podcast. I'm Dr. Greta Pope, and I'm so glad that you're here. This podcast is dedicated to vocalists and to those who love them. We interview singers who are working professionally to get a glimpse into their lives and celebrate their personal journey to success. Join us weekly to learn how to move your career forward. Get tips and recommendations to help you realize the career of your dreams. You're listening to the Business Savvy Singer Podcast, brought to you by the PrivateMusicStudio.net, providing online education to build sustainable careers in music. Also, Eternal Wolf Music, producing audio for every need. And Greta Pope Entertainment for the finest in entertainment. I am just over the moon today to have this wonderful opportunity to visit with vocalist extraordinaire, Pia Renee. What a treat it is to have her with us and to be able to learn all about her. She took the world of voice acting by storm most unexpectedly. When a global marketing executive heard the movingly rich timbre of her voice, She was catapulted into the ad world, becoming the voice behind many major promotional campaigns. In addition to her newly discovered voiceover talent, she is a seasoned singer, songwriter, and musician. She has competed briefly on American Idol, and most recently, Pia Renee placed in the top nine of season 20 of The Voice. Check out Pia on The Voice. Everyone's feeling pretty. It's hot stars in July. The world is full of problems. They couldn't touch us even if they tried. Peace has come to Zimbabwe. Because you never thought that you'd be jamming Oh, jamming to the break of dawn Oh, you may stop and leave what you are feeling Because you feel your body jamming Jamming, be jamming Wow. Wow. Fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Pia Renee. 
Hello, hello. <laughs> Good morning. That is so exciting. Oh my gosh. I saw that Jess put in the chat, your voice gives me chills. Me too. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Fantastic. Wow. You look great this morning. Loving the hair, loving the jewelry, looking Thank beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely. So tell us what that experience was like. I mean, I just, I can't even imagine how exciting. How exciting. It was, it was tremendously exciting, tremendously, uh, I don't want to say stressful, but you know, you don't know who's going to turn, if they're going to turn, and you got the, the virtual audience that's looking at you, and there's so much to manage in the moment, and it goes by so quickly. Yeah, I'm so, sure. yeah, extreme wow. excitement would be an understatement. I'm sure. I'm sure. Absolutely fantastic. So, clearly, you've had an exciting last few weeks. I have. Um, as you have just returned. I mean, when, when did you return? I mean, this has been very, very recent. Yes, I got home last week on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah, so wow. 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 fresh. I still wake up thinking I've missed something on the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not even, I'm not even on the show. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So, so tell us about your team, John Legend. What was that like? So Team Legend was amazing. Like um, John is 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 very calm. He's very disarming. He's very um, aware of everything that's going on around him. He manages the room really well. I, I do admire that greatly about him. Mm -hmm. uh, the people that I shared him with, they were also super, very great, very gracious, very kind people, and we all still keep in touch. So How nice. it, it was a fabulous experience. So tell us about that. So when you were working with John Legend, was it one-on-one -on -one with you or was it um, all of the people on Team Legend or a combination of both things? So um, it is one-on-one. -on -one, um, very, it's very quick and to the point. There is no real time to, you know, powwow and to ask questions and to really dig deep, especially with it being like a season that was like affected by COVID. So we had like very strict oh, pro uh, COVID yeah. protocol. So yeah. Um, yeah, we, it was one-on-one -on -one interaction with the exception of when we did like battles and knockouts. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. So where did The Voice take place and how long were you there? So The Voice is filmed in, at Universal Studios in Los Angeles. And I was there for, uh, pretty much a total of, I would say four to five months. Oh, um, yeah. So, but not consecutively. It was broken up into like a month here, a month and a half here, a month and a half here. Wow. Yeah. That is so, what an experience. Yeah. So kind of took up a lot of your COVID time. And I do have some questions for you later in our interview um, about how you spent your COVID time, but I'm sure that this, you know, gave you a lot to look forward to and just a lot of excitement during this, during this period of time. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was an average day like? How did you spend your time there? So we um, we were scheduled every day to have either Zoom calls or some sort of meeting online. And we had our rehearsals. Um, we had time with the um, vocal coach that works with us. In addition to John, mm -hmm. uh, her name is Tr Trelawney Rose. We spent a great deal of time with her and I love her so much. Mm -hmm. um, um, let's see. What else did we do? We had... Uh, wardrobe, makeup, hair. So it just depends on what, if we were filming that day or if we were leading up to a day of filming, 
Uh, we had to do, you know, scheduled time to do B-roll, which is, you know, the packages that you all saw that uh, usually were shown prior to a performance. So, uh, yeah, in the beginning with uh, the battle, with the blind auditions, our schedule was pretty open. But the more, the further along we moved in the competition, the scheduling got a lot tighter and a lot more uh, grueling. Yeah. Now you talked about wardrobe. So is this wardrobe that they provide for you or wardrobe that you bring and they just kind of tweak it and help you or how does so, that work? So wardrobe is provided, but I have very specific tastes about how I want to look. <laughs> so I brought most of what you saw me wear on stage was I, I brought it with the exception of the blue dress I wore for battles. Everything you saw is from my personal, uh, my closet. Well, you looked fabulous. Thank you. you. Thank fabulous. you. That was the goal. <laughs> <laughs> so how many singers were on each celebrity's team? So we started with 10 on each team. And that was anywhere from 30 to 40,000 people auditioned for the show. Wow. And um, only 10 people make it to each celebrity's team. So you have a total of 40 people that start wow. that kick off the show. It's pretty exciting. Very exciting. So you were on American Idol in 2007. Yes. How exciting and fun that must have been. Well, it was. It, it was extremely stressful, too. I, I will say that Idol is a beast of a different color, even though it's still a singing competition. It's just very different behind the scenes. Well, share with us how, you know, what your experiences were and how they were different on The Voice than on American Idol. You're saying they were, it was a beast of a different color. Yeah, Idol was very, uh, it was very much about TV and it was very much about um, shock value whenever that, an opportunity to create or capture something that would be shocking to the audience was available. Yeah. Um, whereas with the voice, it's really about your talent and it's about showing the artist in the best light possible. So uh -huh. those are the, the stark differences that I don't know if idols changed since 2007, but when I was a part of it, that was my experience. Wow. That's great. That's great. So you have had some wonderful experiences in your career. Um, yeah, it's fantastic. What are your biggest takeaways from these particular, The Voice and American Idol? What are your biggest takeaways from, from those two things? Uh, I would say my biggest takeaways are to be calm, be prepared, and um, I hate to sound cliche, but truly trust the process. Like when you put the time in on your own and you put the time in with the notes that you're provided with your coach or, or the band director or the vocal coach or whomever you're, you're, you're working with, but that's giving you critiques, really take those things to heart and apply them and just fly. Wow, that's yeah. great. That, those are very good takeaways, very good. So. Let's go back to your early years. Mm -hmm. You're from the west side of Chicago. Yes. How did you begin singing? How old were you when you started? What was, what was your life like then? So <laughs> I discovered that I had a singing voice very young. I remember being upstairs 
at my grandma's house. My mom was going to work and I was one of those those children that watch movies over and over and over again. So I had this VHS tape of Snow White and I was watching it for the 11,000th time. And there's a scene in it where she's singing to the birds and it, it just captivated me. And I was like, I wonder if I could do that. So I ran into my mama's closet because I used to like to play in the closet because I liked the way my voice sounded in the closet, not knowing that later in life I would be in studios with the same compression effect and I I mimicked the notes that I heard and I I discovered like I can do it too I can sing I didn't so I was literally a little girl just experimenting and that's when I discovered it and uh not long after that a few years later I was singing in church at the family you know I had a cousin who's a pastor and we sang at her church and in the choir growing up and sang praise and worship teams as a teenager and then in my 20s my early 20s I started to pursue a formal education in music. And then that's when the reggae and the world music became a part of my life. That is absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so you also play electric bass, I understand. How I cool do. How did you start with that instrument? Well, you know, I, I knew that an instrument, I just felt that I had an instrument in me. And I also wanted to not just be a singer. I, I feel like it's an advantage to every singer to add an instrument to your repertoire, because when you're in an environment where it's very competitive, sometimes having an instrument sets you apart and it puts you kind of in a different league than just singing in, in and of itself. So um, I knew I didn't want to play piano. I regret that decision, but I didn't <laughs> want to play piano at the time. And um, I wanted to be like Prince. And I started actually on electric guitar, but I had like zero understanding of what was beginning, intermediate and advanced learning material. So I went out and bought all of this guitar stuff and I got home and I, I didn't realize it was advanced. So I put the DVD in and I opened the book and I immediately cried because I had no idea what the guy was talking about. Like, what's a mode? What is the scale? What is he talking about? And I cried like, what is this? Is something wrong with me? But I had no idea that that's way advanced. So I decided to go to Harold Washington College, which was the, the closest junior college near where I lived at the time. And I asked about, I inquired about music classes. In the process of me doing that, I see this guy walk past the building and he has a guitar on his back. So I literally run out the building. I chase this man down. I'm like, excuse me, sir, sir. Uh, excuse me. Can you tell me where I can get guitar classes? And he stepped back and he looked me up and down. He said, guitar, don't play guitar, play bass. I was like, well, what's the difference? And he took his guitar, he took his bass off his back. He unzipped his bag and he pulled it out and started explaining the strings and the sound and and from then on, I became a bass player. Oh, my God. It's very serendipitous. Yes, you were aggressive. You were determined. Yes. <laughs> that is fantastic. What a treat it's been to talk with Pia today. Special lady. Join us next time to learn about her travels, about her voiceover work. Come on back and join us. The Business Savvy Singer Podcast is brought to you by the privatemusicstudio.net, Eternal Wolf Music, and Greta Pope Entertainment. Let us know if you know of a singer who is having great success in the music business. We'd love to share their story and their journey on this podcast. Send your emails to info at gretapope.com. We've had a great time with you today. See you next time on the Business Savvy Singer Podcast. The Business Savvy Singer.